everybody. Welcome to the Film Pigs podcast for May of 2020. I am your host this episode. My name is Todd Anderson. I'm here with Stephen Skelton. Hello, hello, hello. And Stephen Falk. I'm I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> All my best friends are named Steve. I love Steve's. Steve's are great. But you know what else I love? Other than just Steve's? Is the movies. What? I love the movies. Yay! And because we're a podcast about the movies and we're doing a movie podcast in the quarantine, uh, it's a little bit weird because movies aren't coming out except on Netflix and various other uh, video-on-demand services. But we're still going to talk about movies because that's how much we love movies. So we're going to start this show the way we always start this show with a little segment we like to call Movie News. That's the music that signifies it's time for the movie news. Movies, the news called from all kinds of places. We have intrepid reporters on the streets. Uh, we have intrepid reporters in the air. We have intrepid reporters on trains. Everywhere. We find out everything there is to know about movies. Stephen Falk, what would you find out about movies? Well, uh, so so today in politics, uh, it came out that Minnesota uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar is being vetted by Joe Biden for, you know, possible BT, BP uh, ticket uh, selection. And it just reminded me of this really funny anecdote from Elena Kagan, Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan's um, a hearing, Senate hearing, confirmation hearing, uh, quote, during a confirmation hearing for the Supreme Court nominee, Elena Kagan, Mrs. Klobuchar asked Miss Kagan whether she was on Team Jacob or Edward, a reference to the Twilight series that was popular with teenage girls at the time. Oh, my God. Miss Klobuchar said she was simply trying to lighten the moon. Miss Kagan looked at her blankly and replied, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bring you that 10-year-old piece of movie news because <laughs> there's nothing going on in the movies right now except for just nerd Spider-Man fucking uh, universe uh, announcement. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Steve Skelton has to offer. Steve, uh, what's your movie news? I don't have anything nearly as stupid as a Spider-Man universe announcement. I have a DC Universe announcement. Oh, God. Oh God. And it is that the incels have won, and they are releasing the Snyder Cut. Oh. Oh, right. Warner Brothers is ponying up for Zack Snyder to finish his version of the Justice League movie, and they're going to put it on the HBO Max next year, uh, and they're giving him like 30 to 40 million bucks to do it. Jesus Christ. The only good thing that's come out of that particular news is this, is Paul Feig said, I will give you my three and a half director's cut of Ghostbusters for free. Like he said that. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I would actually would what? watch. I would watch that. He would give his fee for what? Feig said that he will give his director's cut of Ghostbusters for free. Like a three and a half hour cut of Ghostbusters oh. With Kate McKinnon and all that. I thought that, oh, that yeah, was pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. 
Um, so I'm sorry you guys missed these tidbits. I'm going to, I had one and then a backup. I'm going to give you them both because I think they're important. Uh, on June 25th, MoviePass is going to be sold at auction. And it could be Ooh, yours. For how so, much? Well, that's the low, low, low price. The, the experts are saying that you could probably get it for 250 grand. At auction. <laughs> what are you getting? What 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 are the assets? You get their software. The only thing you Logos. don't the only thing you don't get that's probably worth something is their uh, database of users. Like that's not in the auction block, but you get their business model <laughs> and their oh, good. and their yeah. software and all that shit. I, I I definitely want to pay for their business model. <laughs> good. Good luck, everybody. And I'm wow. so surprised you guys, neither of you picked up on this, but Michael Bay is producing a movie called Songbird, which is a pandemic thriller. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. And I just didn't. I hate it so much. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he's getting out ahead of the mumblecore pandemic movies and making it a Michael Bay. Like, who? Who, what what writer did he call to like, hey, I need a pandemic script uh, in in a week? And it's like, the pandemic just started. <laughs> it's set in a dystopian future two years from now. You mean, you mean the present? <laughs> yeah, that's what's funny about it. It's like, <laughs> in two years, things are worse. That's the idea of this yeah, movie. That's, a, that's exactly the kind of movie I want to see right now. I mean... <laughs> Art, art takes a little distance, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, all, all, everyone's creating these like TV shows and movies about this horrible thing that we just want to get out of. Why do we want? Yeah, that we haven't even gotten through yet. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, aren't you supposed to reflect on something and then create art about it? No, you're not. You're supposed to After do it right away. Done. As soon, every time I get diarrhea, I write a screenplay while I'm having diarrhea. That's what happens. That's how art works. Well, maybe you can sell those to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although, you know, they have some good stuff on Netflix. I watched the Patton Oswalt stand-up. I liked it. The new one. I did like that. Yeah, it's funny. Mm. I was really high, and I found it very mediocre. Oh, I was only slightly high, and maybe that's why I liked it more. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll check it again when I'm more high. We should. Uh, okay. That's that's movie news. Thank you guys very much for that. I feel really good about it, and we should move on to the next segment. Burn Hollywood, burn! I smell a ride going on. First they're guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie. But it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this. That's right. That music means it's time for the theme discussion. Now, last time I thought Skelton did a very uh, fun thing, and we were uh, nostalgic about old action movies. So I just stole that idea, and we're going to do the same thing, but this time with comedy movies. And I don't know about you guys, but personally, I found uh, this a lot harder to call. I did the same thing. Last time with action movies, Skelton told us to pick our three favorites that weren't Die Hard, or was there another one? Die Hard, and I didn't do that this time because I couldn't think of like a 
titles of comedy movies that are so good that everybody has them on their thing. But it was harder for me to call three great comedy movies. I drove myself nuts trying to figure this out. I, I have 14. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, I kind of like, I got about to fourteen or fifteen and trying to put them in order and just went, oh the hell, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it's really hard, and I drove myself nuts. And there's so many things that I left off my list, but we'll do the same thing again. Uh, I asked uh, Steve and Steve to come up with their top three, plus two honorable mentions, plus one comedy movie that. Everybody else thinks sucks that you like, and that's what we're going with on this one. And it's uh, we're going to do the same thing as last time. We'll do a round robin of our favorite comedy movies. I figure since I'm host, I'll start uh, with my first one, and I'd be surprised if you guys don't have this one on your list. But my first one is a, a movie called This is Spinal Tap. Uh, which yeah. is a, a, a mockumentary about a rock group. And granted, it's not the first mockumentary ever made, but it's certainly one of, it's probably the most recognized mockumentary of all time. Before this, there was Hard Day's Night, Take the Money and Run, and Real Life by Al Brooks. Uh, but this yep. one like landed huge, even though in the theater it didn't do well. But when it was released on VHS, it became this cult phenomenon and is considered by a lot of historians and critics to be one of the most influential comedy movies of all time. Uh, it was directed by Rob Reiner, stars uh, the really the improvisations of Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer, among others. Uh, I, I've seen this movie so many times and every single time I watch it, there's something new that comes out at me uh, that I hadn't seen before. Uh, you know, early on it was like, Oh my God, that's Dana Carvey. Oh my God, that's Billy Crystal. What are they? They're mimes. Why, why are they in this? And uh, as time's gone, goes by, like it's smaller and smaller bits of scenes that I'm like, Oh crap, that's hilarious. I hadn't noticed that before. And that's kind of one of the cool things about it. And if you get the uh, special edition DVD slash Blu-ray, you get an entire second feature film of outtakes that they cut together as another feature film about Spinal Tap, which while not quite as good as the original is still fucking brilliant as, as, comedy uh is concerned so and and also the other thing i love about it is there's you know you watch it there's no downtime in the entire movie there's no lulls where you get to catch your breath it's funny the entire time uh so that's that's my uh first one uh skelton i throw it to you what's your first my first is, you know, probably, you know, whenever you try and put together like your favorite best of lists of comedies or whatever, um, it, it changes, you know, from time to time. Uh, this one's always been on my list since I first saw it, uh, and it will always be probably number one on my list, and that is Young Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, uh, for me, it's like just a, a pitch perfect comedy. Um, the, and also kind of the pitch perfect parody of the old uh old horror movies um and uh it's just it's 
it's a movie that I that I measure other comedies by because it co- does something that most fail all all the, to do all the time, which is somehow keep a cohesive story running with characters that have actual motivations and uh, throw out jokes that are supported by these characters' motivations, but also woven in with just goofiness every now and then, but without ever derailing the, the cohesiveness of the whole package as, a, as, a, as an actual movie with an actual story. Yeah, and uh, and and Marty Feldman. Yeah, all of that, uh, and uh, that's another one that I would point to getting on, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, or VOD with the special features because the outtakes in Young Frankenstein of Marty Feldman biting on uh, uh, yeah, Madeline Kahn, the furs on fur, Madeline Kahn. It, yeah. it is. <laughs> It is one of the funniest things that you will ever see is them trying to keep it together while he's doing that. It's pretty great. Uh, Put the candle <laughs> back. Steve Fogg, what's your number one? I, you know, I don't know. This is hard. I, I'm just going to say this is the one I'm saying first. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, actually... That's a good point. Let's all just say this isn't like a list of top three. Yeah, yeah. It's just three that we had that are great. That's good. This is ni- 1988's Midnight Run. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Th- this to me is a pretty perfect movie starring Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin and Yafit Kodo. Um, uh, Martin Bress directed it. Uh, it is um, a movie that has been... Ever since it came out, been tried to recreate in in uh, in various um, versions. It never goes well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I, I, for me, I think one of the reasons why is because the movie doesn't treat itself like a comedy. You have De Niro and Grodin, and now Grodin is certainly funny, but he's the driest funny guy, you know, this side of Albert Brooks, probably even drier than Albert Brooks. And uh, and De Niro, who's, you know, had not really done comedy. Maybe he did We're No Angels or whatever that weird movie with Sean Penn was. That re- the French was that remake, before? Was that before? I don't know. Maybe that was I'm not after. not sure, but it's in the same period. Yeah. yeah. But at any rate, it, the movie is, it's obviously an action movie to some extent they're they're going cross country to try, try to get Grodin away from the mob so he can testify in, in time before he gets killed by them because he was their crooked accountant um but it really it, it everyone's treating it very seriously and i think you know including yafikoto i think that's what makes it to me so funny obviously their interplay is amazing uh, john ashton obviously is 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 stellar, you know, um, from Beverly Hills Cop. But uh, to me, it's just it's a it's a perfect perfect comedy. Well, it's and it's got it's, it's so well cast. Everybody, like even the smaller roles, are played to just pitch perfect. Oh yeah, Joey Pants, Dennis Farina, yeah. 
What's the guy who's always yeah. going out yeah, for donuts? Yeah. He just passed away a few months ago. The guy who's always going oh, out for yeah. donuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, uh, oh, shit. Um, uh, I'll remember his name. Yeah, he just, yeah. He, every, he was, he was the one turning, uh, on, uh, <laughs> it's always on Joey Pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard we should celebrate. Go get some donuts. Yeah, so get some donuts. You know, that, that, yeah, that's a movie. It's so, it's so easily watchable. Yeah. yeah. It which really is, is like you know, it, and which gets you pulls you into it, and yeah, and then it's just the banter. Um, oh, it's just so good. Chorizo, chorizo and eggs. I just uh, showed that my mother-in-law had never seen that, and oh, it's wow. not it, that's not in her wheelhouse. Like action comedy is not her thing. She yeah. loved it, loved it. Yeah, yeah, She's it's one of my mom's favorite movies too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Midnight Run. All right. Nice. I'm glad uh, that it, that segues perfectly into my number two, uh, which is another Martin Brest uh, action comedy, uh, which is I you know, and it's like when, when I was thinking about this, it, the the push and pull of like what is intellectually great and what resounded with me over the years, like I just Beverly Hills Cop is is my next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that probably ultimately this is the funniest fish out of water comedy ever made. Um, uh, I personally, I have this movie memorized back and forth. I've seen it so many times. Eddie Murphy is, does this performance where he's both hilarious and cool at the same time, sort of like which is impossible combination. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. do you do that? You, it's way easier to do a Woody Allen thing where you're like a loser who's funny. This is a guy who's smarter and cooler than everybody else in the movie, and yet he's also hilarious. Um, uh, the the supporting cast as well. I mean, you got you've got Ronnie Cox. And uh, 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 I'm blanking on the guy who played Taggart, and you've got uh, uh, yeah, the same guy from Midnight Run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, John Ashton, that's his name. John Ashton. And then yeah. you have uh, dude from Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Judge Reinhold. And I mean, I mean, it's just it, like it goes down the list of of all these incredible, and including uh, who gives. <laughs> who's the the gay character who gives uh, uh, free Bronson bananas Pinchot? to Ed, Eddie Murphy? No, no, it's Damon Wayans. It's Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. But it also oh, Bronson Pinchot's. Yeah, Damon Wayans is like, oh, yeah. you want bananas? I'll give you bananas. That's all it is. Uh, but like, yeah, no, Bronson Pinchot's the lemon twist. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, and uh, and what's his face from Breaking Bad? Like, this is an unbelievable cast. It's so good. It's hilarious. It's. It has this these moments of intense violence, which shocked me as a kid, because this is the very first R-rated movie that my dad took me to. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, I was blown away on so many levels as a junior high kid when I saw this movie. And, and part of it for me, too, obviously, is the nostalgia of my dad going, all right, you really want to see this movie that bad? I will take you. And uh, and then after the movie uh, that night, you know, when I was saying goodnight to my dad, he goes, hey, uh, I just I just want you to know that you're going to be in very serious trouble if I ever hear you repeating any of that fucking language ever again. That's a direct quote (laughs) from my dad. Wow. Great movie. Uh, Back to you, Skelton. What's your number two? All right, my number two is a, a movie from 2009 called In the Loop. Uh, 
Mm. Uh, it is a Armando Iannucci uh, movie who, uh, and it's the feature film version of his TV series, uh, The Thick of It, yeah. uh, which is uh, hapless British politicians screwing things up on a daily <laughs> basis, and it's one of my absolute favorite shows of all time, and uh, it it features uh, the actor Peter Capaldi as the character Malcolm Tucker is the most a violently foul-mouthed, uh, deliciously sweary character probably ever on television. Um, and he's front and center in, in the movie. And the movie version is he uh, basically, it's it's a half-British, half-American uh, debacle where there's a march toward a, uh, a uh, some, some sort of n- undescribed Middle Eastern conflict that uh, the British politicians get wrapped up in and uh, then end up having to go to the United Nations. And, and it's just this endless series of uh, uh, political maneuverings and cock-ups and uh, glorious swearing and yelling and threatening of everyone uh, back and forth. And it's just, it's absolutely great. And it was written by Jesse Armstrong, who's uh, Succession. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and who's also a fantastic show that has the same that same type of like very very profane yet um, immaculately constructed dialogue yeah. uh, that feels so natural but also is so almost poetic in a way in in its in its uh, uh, in its profaneness and so yeah absolutely easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> now it would be difficult. Difficult, difficult lemon, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a good line. I still say that all the time. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great movie. Uh, Falk, what do you what do you got? <sighs> You're having a hard time. I'm really having a hard time, you guys. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna try to get coy. Um, since it's maybe my favorite movie of all time, and it's a comedy, I got to give it to uh, John Hughes' Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, um, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that movie. Um, <laughs> it is it is perfect from top to bottom. Um, it employs um, John Hughes' directing style to the, to the best it, it, it's use it's ever been from his use of music and, and, um, you know, uh, sort of, uh, comedic, uh, framing, um, but also the, the, the relationship, um, between, uh, Matthew Broderick and Alan Ruck, um, uh, and then with the, the, the not one, but two bad guys, uh, uh, his, <laughs> his sister and Mr. Rooney, uh, chasing them, um, Mia Sarah, yeah, I guess she could be written better. I guess that would be one, you know, one 30 years later hindsight. Um, she could have more to do than just say, we're going to get married. But she does some fun stuff. Um, you know, But also it, Mia Sarah elevates that. I would say she yeah. elevates that character beyond the writing. So there's that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just... And again, all the small characters, even Edie McClurg's, uh, <laughs> uh, as Rooney's secretary, um, and you know Charlie Sheen is hilarious uh, as the wasted dude that uh, his sister meets <laughs> at, the, at the cop station. Um, yeah, it really but, is. <laughs> but it's just—it's a joyful movie about being a kid, uh, getting pulling one over on your parents. Um, uh, you know, 
the limits of friendship, um, the, the, the enjoying your city, the, the end of childhood. Um, it is, it is just pitch perfect and hilarious and really touching in parts, um, particularly when Alan Ruck realizes he's going to have to stand up to his dad. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller, man. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's so a good. great movie. Really great. Um, so my third one, I'm fascinated. We haven't had any crossover so far. It's pretty cool. Um, but my third one, and you know, like both of you guys, like the back and forth that I did to figure out what I wanted to talk about, it was really hard because there's so many I've left off this, my personal list that I think are some of the greatest movies ever made. But I decided my third one would be uh, Office Space, the Mike Judge movie. Um, yeah. Because I think it is actually genius satire. And I, it, it, we keep talking about casts that are in char- characters and casts together that are like perfect all the way down the line to like one line parts. And Office Space is unbelievable the the cast is unbelievable and there's no problems in the cast it's all brilliant uh this is this is uh, i was one of the people who actually went to see this in the movie theater uh because i loved the concept and i like mike judge but it was on my radar because i auditioned for it uh, i did not get the part as the obnoxious tchotchkes waiter uh who was played <laughs> by a another actor named Todd, Todd Duffy. Uh, but I, like when I saw the movie, it was like, I wanted to be bitter about losing the part. And I couldn't be because I thought the movie was so goddamn funny the entire time. Uh, you've got Gary Cole, you've got Steven Root, uh, and, and then Ron Livingston, like who I didn't, when I saw the movie, I had no idea who Ron Livingston was. And his sort of lead performance, anchoring performance, I, I I just think is absolutely brilliant. And then you've got the Drew Carey guy being the homophobic, the funny homophobic, thin-walled neighbor. It, it, oh, the neighbor. Yeah, yeah you got the breakdancing uh, uh, Indian actor guy who was, I guess that's why he got the part, because he could breakdance. That's what I read. Uh, the, the whole thing... <laughs> The whole thing is is totally brilliant. Uh, Mike Judge, who I liked from Beavis and Butthead, but I had no idea how mature, in a way, his comedy could be. Um, but also, like Office Space is a, at while it's a satire dealing very much in reality, it has this awesome, fantastic third act that like in the very ending is sort of a weird American fantasy that I have of, you know, just quitting and becoming, you know, just working outside, you know, you know, that, yeah. that whole thing, yeah. burning, I, burning down the shitty job and bur- just... burning down the corporate place and just fucking digging ditches for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's a happy ending, but it really was brilliant the way it was orchestrated. Uh, so that's my third one. Skeleton. Uh, my third one is also a, a variation on the 
uh, chucking the uh, corporate life and uh, trying to uh, find some meaning in simplicity, but it goes horribly, horribly wrong. And I'm talking about the movie Lost in America, uh-huh. the Albert Brooks. Jim I knew Harry. I knew you were gonna pick this one. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, they were. It's I've I've loved this movie forever, and it just the the premise is is so great for it's so simple and perfect for for a comedy, which is just you know them chucking their their corporate New York life, um and and cashing in all of their retirement money, the nest and egg. savings. The yeah, nest the nest egg. egg. Yeah. The nest egg. Yeah, <laughs> they, they buy the RV, and we're just gonna travel. We're gonna travel the nation for the rest of for the rest of our lives, and they they end up in Vegas, and Haggerty immediately loses everything, <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes to hell from there. And it's just there's like the 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 perform the Brooks's perform Brooks and Haggerty's Julie Haggerty's performances together are it's they're they're a perfect couple they their relationship feels so real and and also so but also so comically timed perfectly back and the back and forth between them is just it 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 sings every time they have you know any kind of scene where something's going wrong and it's it's absolutely wonderful and just and and like a Gary Marshall cameo that is the best thing ever it's uh, a, as the it's, casino owner where he oh, he's, he's, he's amazing where he, he's amazing it's a it's a you uh you for the first time ever <laughs> you give us our money back like, I don't understand I give you money back. And the desert inn has heart the desert inn it's like Santa Claus I don't know Santa Claus everybody's gonna want their money back like, we're finished talking <laughs> Yeah. And it's just it's so good and he ends up as a crossing guard <laughs> yeah and it's and the kids you know, are get, mean get, and he fights back yeah, against the bully yeah, kids yeah. it's so it's really funny <laughs> yeah there's so many there's so many yeah there's so many bits that are uh so good but it's also you know it's it's you know it it is it's like the the chucking the american dream for the other american dream and none of them work yeah <laughs> it's it's so good I literally just showed that last week to my mother-in-law who'd never seen it and my son who'd never seen it. And, uh, they all loved it. It's a really good movie. The fact that my well, kid that was like the, one of the- who's 14, my kid is 14 and he was engaged by it and it made him laugh. That says a lot about the movie. It says a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, And that was like one of the first things, you know, I did when I moved out here in the nineties was first time to Vegas was like, I got to go to the desert Inn. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, before well, before they tear before they tore it down. Right, right. But, but you went there. How was it? Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a lousy old casino. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. But it had a cool it had a cool little bar uh, off on the inside that was like a four person bar. It's a tiny little oh, uh, I like, like that. just hidden away little bars like just hidden in there. It was really cool. That is cool. Falk, what's your uh, third one? Uh, um, I guess I gotta go. Ugh. In terms of just pure hilarity and admiration and performances, uh, Raising Arizona. Um, yeah, that was shortlist. That was debating that between Lost in America and Raising Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Film Pig's own Nick Cage and Holly Hunter. <laughs> um, Film Pig's own. <laughs> I mean, talk about. Th- I mean, the Coen brothers are obviously uh, geniuses and, and, you know, they're, they're mostly sort of uh, 
uh, genre riffs their movies. Um, you know, whether it's noir or, um, or, or, or crime thrillers or even old timey, um, drawing room comedies. Um, Hunt soccer. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Noir. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they do these great genre riffs. I don't know what Raising Arizona is supposed to be. It is, <laughs> it, it is just. <laughs> It is, it's sort of an outlier in their oeuvre. I mean, they, they certainly tried to do some straight comedies, Burn After Reading and Lady Killers in their sort of later days, right? Um, and yeah, Le- and this is more, Le- guy, it's, Raising Arizona is like broad, but it has a real surreal bent. Yeah, and Le- Lebowski, which is obviously, you know, up there. It's a pretty fantastic movie. But for me, Raising Arizona, the story is 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 simple but heartfelt. It, it It's meaningful. It's this... You know, yes, they're a they're a, a, a odd couple. You know, a cop and a and a, and a criminal who who fall in love, and she wants to have a baby, and they can't, and so he steals her one. And uh, you know, from someone who has eight, someone who has too many, they don't need all those. Um, but you know, Holly Hunter's her she gets to employ her southern accent to a perfect degree. Um, you know, broadcast news, she obviously had that sort of like um, loopy emotional pathos, which is used to such brilliance in that movie. But I think here she takes it to a different level and is allowed to create a character, this this sort of um, this maternal need that I haven't seen played like that. And, you know, but she's also a cop. She's also a badass. That character I've not seen. I mean... You know, Marge Lundergaard was a different version of, of yeah. that in Fargo. But these strong, these strong uh, women, um, but but who got to create these really, really memorable characters. Her character in that is, and obviously Nick Cage um, is just unbelievable with the hair and the accent. And um, <laughs> there's just, there's so many, there's so many amazing set pieces Obviously, John Goodman and um, uh, Bill, uh, what's it, Forsyth? Forsyth. Uh, These are excellent cornflakes. When they come out of the mud, it's When they come out of the mud, and they scream, and then he reaches back in and pulls them out. And they're they're both screaming. Yeah, it's this this riff riff on the birthing, on on, on birth. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, and there definitely has these surreal elements, like the um, the the lone uh, biker coming to kind of you know yeah, the, take the them down, hunter. who is real, but he's also sort of a figment. Um, it's uh, it's it's romantic and lovely and and just fucking hilarious. Boy, you got a son. You got a you got a panty on here. And let's not forget the Fart. the 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 amazing work of Sam McMurray in that movie is uh, oh. f- f- as the swinger husband oh, God, yeah. pushing his wife on the cage. Fucking genius! Uh, I'm glad you said that one. That was one of the ones that was on. I was in my top three, but it was like one of these guys is going to pick this one. So I'm interested to hear your honorable mentions. Um, um, I will start with mine. I, if you have more than two, that's totally fine. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't bring up Airplane, which I think is great. It, there were so many movies; it was so hard. You guys picked a lot of the ones that I would have picked too. Uh, honorable mentions: I have two movies with "hot" in the title. 
I got Wet Hot American oh. Summer. Yeah. And I got Hot Tub Time Machine. And these are two movies <laughs> nice. that I can watch again and again and again and never get tired of them. And, and like in Wet Hot American Summer territory, um, there's also uh, the uh, Wanderlust is another movie that I, I can't ever get sick of. It's so funny to me. What do you guys yeah. got? I got uh, my two are that I can just watch over and over all the time. Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, is just like endless stream of extremely goofy shit, mm-hmm. uh, and that I love. The Jack the Ripper was a Loch Ness monster. Uh, <laughs> bullshit or not? Bullshit or not? <laughs> <laughs> love that all the time. And uh, and uh, a movie that is absolutely hilarious that I can watch over and over again that is a very high degree of difficulty in the comedy genre is Galaxy Quest. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah, it's a great. Sci-fi movie. comedy, sci-fi comedy uh. is is a really really high degree of difficulty because how many funny sci-fi comedies are there? Where do we get to the final one where it's movies that we love that nobody else does? Fuck nobody what? Does. What, <laughs> what do you, what do you got for your uh, honorables? Well, um, all right, so uh, I got a, a couple movies, um, uh, both directed sort of by obscure British directors. One called A Fish Called Wanda. Ah, uh, yes. Who's that? Uh, John I... Cleese. What? I don't know that guy. Uh, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I remember being, I don't know what year this came out, maybe 86. Um, but I remember being, I remember just. Feeling like there was there was uh, eighty eight justice in the world um, when Kevin Klein won best supporting actor for that for for Fish God Wanda yeah he's so fucking brilliant in that movie and don't call me stupid yeah and <laughs> and comedy is never recognized by the Academy um, you know sometimes with screenplay occasionally supporting actor. Um, but usually it's in more, more sort of drippy movies like, like Ghost or Accidental Tourist, um, two, uh, you know, two movies that had, uh, Best Supporting Actor Oscar wins. But, um, but Fish Called Wanda is just a loopy fucking romp. Um, yeah. and, and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, she gets to show off her comedy. Uh, chops a lot in the eighties and, 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 um, but this is, this is probably her best, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Comedy. Uh, yeah. I'm super yeah. glad actually that you brought up fish called Wanda. Cause one of the things I was a little bit shameful about with the three that I came up with is Monty Python is not in there. And to me, like Holy Grail, like the entire Life of Brian's on, Life my, of Brian, on my short Holy list. Grail and Meaning of Life are all so oh, yeah. fucking good. And to not yeah. ha- like Fish Called Wanda is great too. I, I'm just glad that it's in there. It's we- listen. I mean, we you know we could have had di- the, we could do this again with a different criterion. Like, yeah, what 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 movies made you laugh the most at the time, but probably don't rank as great or hold up. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, you know, and then we could do what, what horny comedies, uh, did you, you know, cause those did, it was I not think like, that's, that's more our speed. Yeah, we did like do, I, we did do an episode about eighties titty comedies. I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. 
you know, because Hard Bodies is not a good movie. <laughs> you know, Hot Dog the movie the Nerds, is not good, but it's... Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds doesn't hold up, I'm sure. No, the limpress really and throwing style of... <laughs> like, the, the like, the homophobia is the least problematic part of Revenge of the yeah. Nerds. What's your other one, Spock? Your other oh, got, it's all se- it's all sex crimes. Wait, uh, oh, did we do both at the time? Uh, the other one is is L.A. Story. Um, oh yeah. yeah, no shit. You know, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to pick a Steve Martin movie, and I could have picked Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I could have picked The Jerk. Um, uh, to me, um, I could have even picked Roxanne. I, to me, L.A. Story. Um, it's, it's kind of a magical movie. It's, 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 uh, it's a little bit tonally all over the place and I don't like, um, I think her name is Victoria Tennant. I don't like her in it. Um, that's, that's her name, his yeah. wife. Yeah. His yeah. wife at the time, I believe. Yeah. But yeah. No, the, uh, actually fun story is I went to the premiere of SNL when we first went to NYU and they came out he came out of the elevator with Victoria Tennant and our mutual friend Britt Layfield said don't 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 do this don't do it and I was like I have to I have to go ask him to shake my hand so I ran up to Steve Martin as he was walking out of the lobby and he had his hand around Victoria Tennant and I said hey I'm sorry can I just I'm a big admirer can I shake your hand and he took his hand from around his wife and he shook my hand and he said sure so that's my Steve Martin story. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's very nice. Um, that's sweet. Anyway, it's it's yes, stalker. It's a, you know, it, the, there's a lot of just really hard comedy and just funny observational Steve Martin type jokes about life in L.A. Um, yeah. That I, I didn't live in L.A. at the time, but I really appreciated from you know from the freeway shootings to. <laughs> um, dumb things like how no one no one walks in in LA and you know this is a Tudor mansion this is a four door mansion um, <laughs> is uh, this part of the new cruelty yeah uh, how he pre yeah. records his uh, pre records his weather because um, it's always seventy three <laughs> and sunny and then it's a giant storm and and destroys is it who's his boss is it Woody Harrelson yes um, Woody Harrelson yes destroys his boat. Um, you know, but it's 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 also just it, you know the 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 signs the the um, signs talking to him. It has fantastical elements that I enjoy, and um, I found it uh, despite the female performance um, pretty magical. Yeah, I agree. A- again, yeah, a good movie. Like again, that. Steve, I'm so glad you said Steve Martin because he was another guy who was like he should be in my top three. Because yeah. man with two brains and stuff like that, it's it was. I'm, oh yeah, all, all I, of me even. Um, yeah, all of me. Yeah. yeah, so much of it. So much of it. Lonely guy. Speaking of growth. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm glad you guys covered so much of what I was like considering putting on my list, and then you guys had it. It's great. We're good friends. I'm really happy about it. Can we, can we, can we, can we, I know we have one more, but can we just go down our quick list um, of... Oh, of the other, other contenders for talking? Yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Not without talking about them? Yeah, go. Uh, um, One Crazy Summer. Yes. Um, oh my God. My wife just said to me today, that's one of the, like when I was trying to think of the movie that I like that nobody else does, she's like, what's yeah. that summer movie you like? 
It was like nah. one character summer is so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. go away, beach dog. <laughs> Uh, hi, ho- hi, ho- hi, hoops. Um, uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, Christopher Guest movie, The Big Picture. Which oh, I, The Big Picture. Oh, God, yeah. yeah so good. I, I love The Big Picture. It's a great LA picture. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, of another Steve Martin movie. Uh, broadcast News Slapshot, going back to the 70s. Oh, God, yeah. Slapshot oh, yeah. makes me laugh. Uh, uh, g- you know, Ghostbusters, it was so important to me at the time. I don't know how it holds yeah. up, but I fucking love it. Um, uh, and last couple, uh, Caddyshack still makes me laugh. Vacation was very important at the yes. time. So was Cheech and Chong's next movie. Yes. Um, and Bowfinger. Nice. I would throw I'll in. Just add, I just. Go, go. Okay, I just, I just, I'll just add a few because uh, I earlier I said Monty Python's Life of Brian, Doctor Strangelove, yeah. uh, Defending Your Life. Oh yeah, Blazing, yeah, Amazing. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, and I actually like um, I like the Brooks remake of To Be or Not to Be as well quite a bit. Yeah, it's really uh, funny. Mostly that's just because it's Charles Durning's pitch perfect performance as Colonel Earhart is one of the funniest goddamn things in comedy. Just him trying to put his leg on the desk kills me every yeah. fucking time. I guess we haven't. I guess I would throw in the Zucker Brothers stuff, uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, Airplane, mm-hmm. the Naked, yeah, Airplane. the first Naked Gun, um, and I, I. There's so many that we haven't mentioned. Like what about Blues Brothers and Animal House? Yeah, Blues Brothers, yeah. Animal House. Uh, I would go so far as to say because we were talking about Wet Hot American Summer before. I think they came together is one of the funniest movies ever made. Uh, there's there's so many. It was so much harder to do this than the act. I don't know why because I'm I love action movies, but it was so hard to narrow down. What are the best comedy movies? Uh, yeah, which is weird uh, because we're in a place right now where there are so few comedy movies. Yeah, right. right? What they do we do? Yeah, totally. I mean, do we, we have, have the uh, the one that we're ashamed of or people don't like. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Falk, you go start. Oh well, I, you know th- this movie actually does have admirers, but it was <clears throat> it completely bombed at the time. But it's one of my favorite movies, uh, uh, and that's Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, Meg Ryan is 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 a really really great uh, performer in that era. Uh, Tom Hanks had so, he wasn't mentioned here, but but before he got serious uh, in Philadelphia, he was one of my f- favorite comedic actors. Um, you know, so from, good. From, yeah, he so was good. one of the ones I was trying to figure out. Like, why is there not a Tom Hanks movie? Yeah, from, on my list. Like, and it's yeah, almost like, a money like pit or a, yeah, uh, the Burbs or Yeah, Turner Hooch. But it's almost like Tom Hanks didn't make a perfect comedy movie. He just, especially in the eighties and nineties, had a perfect comedy career. Like all of his movies were funny. Maybe they didn't reach. I mean, maybe Splash. Maybe Big. Well, splash, maybe Big. Yeah. Splash. Big. I mean, big, big is pretty much a home run. Um, League of Their Own wasn't really his, but um, but Joe vs. Volcano, John Patrick Shanley wrote and directed it, and it's it's things that I like. It's it's uh, meticulously crafted. It's fucking bizarre. The third act, you could argue that it completely falls apart where they land at uh, at Waponi Woo, and uh, Abe Vigoda is the chief. 
uh, of this weird <laughs> band of people who drink orange soda um, and and slap each other with fish. Um, but you know, but Meg Ryan plays three three characters. It's a um, fantastical story about someone finding their purpose after being scared. There's some great filmmaking in it, and um, and uh, Ossie Davis is great, and it's just a, a, and Amanda Plummer, and it's a memorable movie. And Dan Hedaya is amazing. And Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya, and uh, 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 Lloyd. Um, uh, um, uh, Shit, uh, Bridges. Sorry, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, brilliant. Skelton, what what's yours? My uh, shameful movie is one that probably only Todd actually likes as well, and it's because it. I love it because it's so aggressively dumb and it's trying to be the dumbest movie ever made and it succeeds and it's called Cabin Boy. <laughs> yes. You want, you want a monkey? You want to buy a yeah, monkey? Yeah, you want to buy a monkey? Yeah, and it, yeah, it's and it's one of the only film appearances of David Letterman. Um, yeah. But yeah, just uh it's just it's so it's so violently movie. childish. These pipes are clean. <laughs> are clean. That, but it also was such a huge failure that when it came out, it was released uh, when I was, uh, God, I was either in college or just just right in high school, just before college. But it it released in my town, not at the regular theater, but immediately at the discount dollar fifty theater. <laughs> wow. And, and I saw it like the day they put it up and it was like, I think it might have been if I think it was a January release. So I think it was like right at my birthday. And I was like, oh, my birthday's tomorrow. I'm going to go treat myself to Cabin Boy. And I got up the next day and I drove to the Dollar Fifty Theater and it had already been taken down. Wow. Yeah. That's 24 hours. That's crazy, Skelton. And that just cemented in my head, like, I have to see this movie. Yeah. So eventually I got it on tape. I and was, I was like, yeah, this is really stupid. But now, but now I, like, I, I'm, I love it because of that. I, same thing. Same thing happened to me because we, we, our birthdays are a day apart. And I went to see it because I would go, when I was in New York, I would go see a bunch of matinees of shitty movies, like two or three of them. That was my birthday present to yeah. myself. And I went to – I saw Death Wish 5 and then I was going to go see Cabin Boy. And when I I got out of Death Wish 5, I got the ticket for – I went to the box office and they were like, oh, no. Like Cabin Boy was literally playing before I saw Death Wish 5. And when I got out, they were like, oh, no, no, no. We've removed it from the theater and we're showing preview screenings of Intersection with Richard Gere. Wow. <laughs> so I went to see House Party 3 instead. That's so funny. Uh, my uh, Mine is, uh, which is, it like, this is an aggressively bad movie, I, I think. Uh, but I love it. And, and I find it entertaining from start to finish for all its 90 minutes. And it's a parody of space movies. And it's called The Ice Pirates. And it Ice has, Pirates. Yeah. It has uh, Spencer for Hires in it and a bunch of other people. It's so dumb. And it's got Bruce Falanche's head is in it. <laughs> like, all right. that's all you need to know. <laughs> Bruce Falanche's head plays a major supporting role 
in this oh movie. And Bruce Valant shouldn't be playing anything anywhere. Uh, we should do a double feature of Ice Pirates and Cabin Boy. Yeah, that, that sounds fantastic. So that's mine. Uh, and that's our theme discussion. So we should move on to our next segment, uh, which is... Oh my God, that music, it's so official sounding and it means it's time for Movie Jail, where we go to the courtroom to put a movie professional on trial for crimes against cinema. Uh, And that person will either be found innocent or reprimanded to the Robert De Niro Maximum Security Penitentiary, which has all kinds of various wings. We all know the deal. Bailiff Skelton. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Come to order. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Anderson presides uh, because Judge Dredd is out sick. Uh, court is in session. Uh, I, feel the bailiff, I feel like the bailiff is very drunk. <laughs> the bailiff. Don't worry about what the bailiff. What do you want? Make something of it? Don't worry. He's an essential worker. Don't worry about the bailiff. Prosecutor I'm wearing Stephen my Falk. face mask. Prosecutor Stephen Falk. Please state your your case. Your Honor, this is going to be fairly straightforward as this uh, film professional has not had a long career, but it's been a noisy one. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Born in 1984 in Los Angeles, California, after hitting it big with a lightsaber duel at a house party short film called Stabbing at Leia's 22nd Birthday. Oh, boy. He edited some movies, uh, including Big Fan, um... While working on his own screenplay, finally he got a chance to make uh, a movie that um, that uh, w- w- came from um, uh, came from his brain a bit, but was actually written by Max Landis, and it's called Chronicle. Mm. He made mm-hmm. it in 2011. Uh, despite misgivings about his vision uh, by Fox head Tom Rothman, uh, um, they let him make the movie, and it was a big hit. It was a surprise hit, uh, found footage movie um, about uh, about some guys who find some crystals and uh, prosecutor Falk. Super- you might be interested to know that my uh, wife and son are currently watching that very film in the room next to mine. Which is not a terrible movie, but during the hype from that movie, he had a giant meltdown, uh, including. Um, uh, aggressively hating a three-hour meeting he got to have with Tom Cruise. You know, he was he was the it boy at the time. He was, what, 27 when he made it. Um, his goal was, as he stated, to beat Steven Spielberg. Yeesh. Whatever that means. And he went on to accept, uh, uh, took, a, you know, took on a few jobs, and the one that actually stuck was to redo um, Fantastic Four. Oh. Um, during which he famously uh, let his dogs do $150,000 worth of damage to his rental house in, in New Orleans. I'm talking, about, of course, about Josh Trank. Um, <laughs> he fought with the uh, the Miles Teller. Granted, I would probably fight with Miles Teller, but was generally a mess, <laughs> making, <laughs> making the film, ma- making the executives back home very, very nervous. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, you know, he, he got so paranoid, he slept with a gun. Um, eventually, he showed the, the movie in progress to the studio, and they fucking hated it. They hated his morose vision. And, um, and basically, they demanded reshoots. 
which were pretty much handed to all the, um, the, the department heads, and he was just a figurehead, but he signed off on them because what else was he going to do? But then on the day, then on the day of its release, he tweeted, a year ago, I had a fantastic version of this film, and it would have received great reviews. You'll probably never see it. That's reality, though. <laughs> Jumpy, chompy, handy, what handy, feedy, That was on the day of its relief. He was summarily <laughs> called to uh, to the Lucas compound by Kathleen Kennedy and fired off his Star Wars movie, um, <laughs> although he was allowed to say he quit. And... Uh, Got divorced, was living in a small apartment with his assistant, playing video games and vaping. And he uh, picked up an old screenplay uh, that became a movie called Capone, um, which portrays uh, the famous gangster in the last years of his life, syphilitic and paranoid, features Tom Hardy shitting his pants not once but twice. Um, Your Honor, uh, no one likes this movie, uh, which is currently <laughs> VOD. Um he comes across as an asshole. Um, Fantastic Four. Uh, he got along and vaped with Tom Hardy, an equally famous asshole, uh, and has released uh, pan-shitting movie Capone onto the screen. Now, what I will say is maybe he has a lot of talent. I don't know. Um, one good thing he did is he fucked over Max Landis by hating his Chronicle 2 script. Um... Uh, but I, you know, Your Honor, I would say he got much too much power, too young. Um, he was, you know, grow, grew up, uh, business adjacent. Um, and in a, you know, he was sure he was he swallowed and chewed by a studio system that is, that is too happy to, to jump on young genre, unproven genre talent. Maybe he has another good movie in him, but he needs some more time, vape free. Because, because again, he loves to vape. I kept reading vape. how much he loves to vape. Yeah, uh, and he has to, you know, he has to be in 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 prison for a couple of years to figure out if he has anything artistic worth saying. Um, I agree. Uh, I I I think he's very guilty. Um, can you be more specific about what you recommend for his sentence? Your Honor, I would say uh, I I would say give him uh, uh, eighteen months. Uh, after which time he needs to have produced either a screenplay or um, or some vision of what he wants to do next. That um, a, a council of um, film professionals who are in good standing will then, you know, much like a jury of a of a Sundance or a Con, will then um, look on and vote as to whether or not he should be able to do that movie, but as to whether he's a danger to the film community or not. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna rule. I will say he's guilty. Let's give him two years of hard time, hard maximum security time, and then we'll consider putting him on parole after that. You got tranked. Thank you, your offer. Your <laughs> offer. Thank you. Uh, this is the law. It's not. It's not about. Uh, whether I like you or you like me or justice. whether it's about justice and that's what yeah, it's it's black, it's black and white it's black and white yeah, well, it's very simple wait, hey your honor your honor, your honor. Oh, what, is what is happening what's that that noise is screwing up our black and white <laughs> well, what is there that it is again what I don't like it I don't care for that. Oh, oh, crap, you guys. Oh, crap. You guys. Crap. Every time. Crap. 
That is Nick Cage. That is Nick Cage screaming. That means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bizarre Line Reading, where one of us gives, finds, digs up a line reading from a movie that is on the level of Nick Cage in Vampire's Kiss. It doesn't have to be Nick Cage. It just has to be crazy on some level. Skelton, what is it? Oh, what I got uh, this episode, it's uh, from a brand new comedy that just came out on Netflix. Uh, it, it's a one of those Adam Sandler produced pictures called The Wrong Missy, uh, starring uh, Lauren Lapkus in a tour de force <laughs> comedic role and performance. So good. Itself, She's so good. The movie in this itself is pretty, movie. is pretty is pretty standard. It's got a pretty standard, yeah. you know, predictable uh, by the numbers plot in terms of, you know, the rom com nature of it. But uh, uh, Lapkus's performance is so crazy, huge, and outrageous and all over the place and moving at 110% every single time she's on screen throughout the entire picture. She's absolutely hilarious. Um, the clip I got is from the very beginning of the movie. It's uh, she and David Spade are meeting on a, a blind date, and uh, she's pranked him already by uh, tricking him to into thinking she's a different person at the bar who is a lady with a big meathead, muscly guy, and he gets into like a confrontation with that. And, oh, is he going to get beat up? And then she gets him out of it, and then they go sit down and get to know each other. And this is just a snippet of that conversation. I could have done this whole four minutes with her. Um, it's so funny. But I'm just going to do a little taste uh, uh, of uh, The Wrong Missy. Uh I hope I'm not freaking you out on our first date. I Well, I have to tell you, I probably have never Stop been... Stop A-fucking me! I'm not. I'm just talking to you. I'm with someone! <laughs> we're trying to have a romantic dinner date here? What do you think we're trying to have, huh? And so you assholes interrupted okay. us. Hey, my boyfriend's gonna kick your fucking no, ass! He's no, he's not. I'm going to the restroom real quick okay. and I'll be back. Right after he gets back, he's kicking your ass. That's just, I just, <laughs> otherwise I could have just kept going. You could, you could literally just play the audio from that entire film as a Lauren Lapkus uh, bizarre line reading and it would. Because she be really okay. does like an, an, an amazing job, like uh, bringing it back, a Sandler comedy, really bringing it back to kind of the really over the top, crazy Billy Madison style. Yeah. Wow. Uh, energy that yeah. I haven't seen in a Sandler comedy in years. Well, really. and I I said this online and I'm saying it again. The wrong Missy is Lauren Lapkus's Ace Ventura Pet Detective. It's you not a great. You know oh, yeah. yeah, it's not a you great movie. So weird. Howard Stern. I was listening to Howard Stern Monday show and he was saying the same thing. He, he did. He said Lauren. He said Lauren Lapkus is like uh, Jim Carrey in the movie. Oh, she absolutely Love is. It. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's amazingly hilarious in that movie. Yeah, just get super get super high and watch it. It's it's a it's funny. Yeah, she's great. We I worked with her on Orange Is the New Black. She's a lovely person too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She was on Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, she yeah, was yeah, great yeah. on that too. I'm, yeah, she's fantastic. I'm proud her. that she's having her moment, and it's nice of it. You know, believe it or not, whatever you think of David Spade, for him to. Sort of play the straight man, I think, uh, is is kind of uh, smart. Actually, and, and I agree, works, and I think it that works really well. I think that David Spade, like some people are like he's being held back in this movie. I've heard that critique. 
I don't agree. I think he's the funniest he's been in forever in this movie. And I think it's because yeah, no, he's the, playing the, off the her. Smart he's choice. he's yeah. doing a good job of playing off of her. He's really Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, And you know what's weird about that movie too? I also think it's the funniest Rob Schneider's ever been. As yeah, like actually, a, the guy, really the shark guy with a like stump for a hand with one pinky yeah, with, finger, with missing fingers. It's yeah. the funniest. It's weird. I I feel like she made everybody rise up to her level as a comedic performer. It's a it's wow. it's a it's not. It, it is very Ace Ventura in that it doesn't matter as like a movie. You know, it's not going to change anything. But goddamn, they like had a good time and it's really funny. I don't know. Yeah. Should we, uh, what should we do now? Oh. You're getting a beer. Oh, good. You're getting a beer? Skelton, do you want to get a beer? He just, he just bolted straight out of that room. I'm getting a beer. I'll be right back. Vamp, Skelton. Where are you? Now, now Todd has left. Todd's the one in charge of this game and he just left. I got my beer. Todd Todd ran away to get a beer when he was supposed to be introducing the game. What a drunk. Yeah, I think he's drunk and high. What, are you talking about me? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, go ahead and introduce the game. Yeah, I am drunk and high, but also this game (laughs) is called 80s Comedy Movie Quotes. It's a real simple game, Uh you guys. Real easy. I think you'll like it. I think. Uh, So here's how it's going to go. Uh, you can get, I will give you a quote from an 80s comedy movie, okay? Yes. And each quote is potentially worth three points. So what you have to name is the movie title, the actor who delivered the line that I'm quoting. Actor name. And then the character name. Character name. That's three points per. Now, uh, if you only know one or two, you can get one or two points. Um... If you don't have any idea, you can ask for a hint. Your first hint will be the movie title where you lose, you know, leaving you only two potential points. You can two ask potential point. Yeah. And a second hint would be uh, the actor leaving you with one potential point. Um, okay. And if you're comp- and if you still don't know and you want me, the third hint is me to try to read the line the way the actor originally did. Because that's not. But you can still get the point, one point. Yeah, you can still get one point. By naming the character. Right. Well, yes, the character. Yes, sorry, yes. What did I say? I'm high and drunk. No, we were just just clarifying. Okay. All right. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Skelton is first. I'm writing your name on a thing. Uh, a thing being Thanks. a piece of paper so I can keep track of your Good. points. All right. The first quote, Skelton, is this. Yes. You mean sleep over? Okay, but I get to be on top. Okay, so I, I go. I have to go title, title actor, character. actor, character, yes. Okay, so title is big. Correct. Actor is Tom Hanks. Correct. And, uh, shit. 
what the what was his name? What was his character's name? I don't know. The only possible hint I can give you at this point is to read it as as best I can to equate. Tom but then Hanks. I could still try and get. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. I don't think that's gonna. Help. I don't think that's that, gonna help me. You but don't do want it that anyway. hint? No, but but do it anyway. Yeah. You mean sleepover? Okay, I get to be on top. Ricky. <laughs> no, no. It's right. uh, the character's name is Josh Baskin. Oh, Josh Bask, Josh Baskin. I, I will, I will for this game accept a first or last name. You don't have to. Oh, I knew okay. Josh. Damn it. <laughs> I don't All know right. any characters' names. I'm just uh, say. Well, you might you might be surprised. Let's try I knew this that one, one though. Let's try this one, Steve Falk. Yeah. Here's the quote. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. It does just fine by itself. So that'd be vacation. Correct. Uh, or or uh, I'm, if, if I'm going to be a stickler. National Lampoon's uh, vacation. <laughs> yes, thank you. And the actor. Uh. Yeah, that's going to be Randy Quaid. That is correct. And um, what is the character? Cousin Fuck Shit. <laughs> Cousin Fuck Shit is incorrect. <laughs> that's not right. Um. Oh, man. Is it Randy? <laughs> no. No, it's Cousin Eddie. But that's good. Eddie, fuck. Eddie. That's good. All right, back to you, Skelton. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, 80s comedy quote. Hey, you scratched my anchor. Oh, that would be uh, Caddyshack. That's correct. The actor is Rodney Dangerfield. Also correct. And I'm I'm positive he has a character name in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Can you picture the golf bag that he has in the golf course when he says, Hey, let's dance. Yeah. I'm giving you hints I shouldn't. Let's That's dance. not fair. No, but I can't. Yeah, no, but I can't. It's uh, is his character name Golf Bag? Mm-mm. Al Cervic. Al Cervic. Yeah, okay. All right. Gee, uh, how, how could I've missed that? I don't know. Hey, Fall. Here's yours. Yeah. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Fuck. Looks like I picked the wrong week to. Quit sniffing glue. That's your quote. Uh, I need the movie. Uh, Okay, the movie is Airplane. Ah, fuck. With an exclamation Um, point at the end. Yeah. uh, um, Is it... uh, I'm gonna... Is it Lloyd Bridges? That is correct. You have one. You've already gotten one. So what's the character name? That's all you need to come up with. I don't know. So just give me a reading. All right. <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Very nice. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is Steve McCroskey. I wouldn't have known that either. If it makes you feel any better. Uh, Skelton. Yeah. Here's your quote. Okay. What did you do? Wake up this morning and say, today I'm going to ruin a man's life. I'm sorry, I Skype cut out a little bit. Can you give me that again? Sure. What did you do? Wake up this morning and say, today I'm going to ruin a man's life. Today I'm going to ruin a man's life. Oh, 80s no. comedy That's kind movie. of like, I know, it's, uh, it's, 
I can kind of, it's kind of there, but I'm not remembering. You know it. Give me the movie title. You know it. Romancing the Stone. Oh, Romancing the Stone. Okay, so it's going to be Michael Douglas. Correct. Character name. And his his character name is shit. It is... It's not shit. Oh, I'm I'm thinking of Big Trouble in Little China. That's not right. Um, But is it Jack something? Mm Hmm. I'm going to accept Jack. I said I'd accept one name or the other. So, yeah, it's Jack Colton. Jack that's, Colton. Yeah. I knew. I thought it was Jack, but I could only think Jack Burton, but that's... That's the other guy, yeah. Uh, Stephen Falk. Yes. All right. It's going to bother Skelton that you got this one. Excuse me. We're from Noisebusters. Do you know where the Menudo concert is? I don't know. You want a hint? Movie. The movie movie title is Running Scared. Oh, damn it. Well, then I'm going to guess that's Billy Crystal. That is correct. That's not a Gregory Hines type line. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say his name is uh, Eugene. Oh, no, it's not. It's Danny Costanza. But it was oh, close. double feature, you, double feature, um, um, running scared and midnight run. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Skelton, you ready? Yeah. yeah, sure. Here's your quote. I don't believe this. They ate all the food and left dog turds in the fridge. I, I, they ate all this and left dog turds. In the fridge. I don't believe this. They ate all the food and left dog turds in the fridge. That's the quote. Damn it. I, I'm going to need the, ti- the movie title. The movie title is Stakeout. Oh, okay. So Stakeout. Um, so, ooh, shit. Who is it? Ah, damn it. Which one is it? It's going to be... I got to guess. I'm going to say Emilio Estevez. That is correct. Can you name his Estevez. character? Estevez. Estevez. Yes, I, thank you. I can, you racist I cannot bastard. Name his character name. <laughs> I cannot name his character. It's Bill Reamers. Uh, sure. All right. Why not? <laughs> Falk, you ready? Yeah. All right. Here's your quote. Okay. Who? Who? What do you mean who? How would somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What What do you think that might be? I can read it again if you want. Uh, um... It's a long quote. No, I mean, I no, I, I get the gist. I don't know it. Who? What movie? It's uh, from a movie called Vampire's Kiss. Oh, oh, yeah, that's gonna be Nicolas Cage. Correct. Do you know his character um, name? Fuck. Yeah. Um. No. Um. But I'm gonna guess. Uh, Victor. No. So close. Pete. Pete Lowe. Okay. <laughs> it's his name. 
<laughs> it's good. Uh, score break, uh, Skelton has seven. Falk has five. It's anybody's game, really. Skelton. Well, probably probably one of the two of us. Yeah, it's not anybody's. There's only well, two of us playing. Uh, well, that's, that's what I meant. Jesus. Uh, oh. Skelton, you ready? I don't know. Yeah. Here's your quote. Okay. Those aren't assholes. It's pronounced azaleas. Oh shit! Um, it's uh, uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, uh, the jerk. Uh, no. You're it's wrong. not the jerk. No, it's really not. Damn it! What is it? Uh, well, do so, I still do I have more guesses? Well, you have two more shots. I'm, I I mean, I can tell you the actual title, and then you have two more shots of this. So it's no, 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 no. Just once hold he blows the right, yeah, yeah. No, the, you're wrong, but you still have two more answers that you can get. Okay, I just can't guess the title anymore. No, but you can ask for a hint, and then I can tell it to you. Okay. Well, wait, wait, the wait, actor... wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So you can you can guess the movie name, blow it, still get the the, the movie, movie name, name, and then still have a chance for two. Okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, I I will change that concept. I hadn't thought of this before. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed if you. So does this mean I get five more guesses on the title? I would have taken a fucking wild stab at all of them. No, 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 but you're wrong. So that's a miss. But you have, so you got the title wrong. So I can give you, I I can give you the next hint and tell you who said it. And then you can guess the character name or you can try to get the other two. I just can't, I just can't have the title. I just can't have the title. title. You lost the title. Okay. Okay, can you give me the quote, the the line again? Yeah, those aren't assholes. It's pronounced azaleas. Oh shit! Okay, well I know it's it's uh, Steve Martin is the actor. Correct. And now I'm pretty sure I remember the movie, and so the character's name is Doctor Hafar. Correct. Man with two brains. Damn it. Man with two brains. Yeah, you get you got nice. these are eighties comedies. Guess when the jerk came out? Seventies. Seventy nine. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, Steve Falk. Here's your quote. You ready? Yeah. All right. Sydney, sit down, relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, do some fucking thing. I, I fumbled that a little. Let me reread it. Sydney, sit down, relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, do some fucking thing. That's the quote. Uh, it sounds like someone talking to a child. Um, <laughs> it's definitely someone being condescending, I'll give you that. <laughs> it sounds like a Chevy Chase read, but not, he wouldn't say fucking really, I don't think. Maybe he would. Is it, is it, is it, oh, is it, is it Chevy Chase? Is that your final answer? I, I, it's weird how you're wording that. Let me, let me say it again. And I want you to, you know, clear your mind, take a deep breath and consider the things you've said this evening. 
And let me say it wow, again. you're really just starting to give extra hints here now. Uh, yeah, I am. Whatever. Sydney, sit down, <laughs> relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, do some fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to need the movie. The movie's Midnight Run. Oh. Fucking shit. Yeah. I could have um, made it easier and been like, he's got the discs, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But <laughs> this is my favorite line from this movie. Well, you, you just did. You just did. <laughs> oh, right. Well, no, we already said what the movie is. Um, is that De Niro? No. Fuck. Do you it's John, to- what's his butt? It's Dennis Farina. You have one. Oh, okay. Never, if you can name his character, you've got a point. I can't. <laughs> it's it's uh, Jimmy uh, Serrano. Serrano. Serrano's ah, got, the, got discs. the discs. Serrano's got Serrano's the discs. Serrano's got Fuck. the discs. All right. Skeleton, you ready? Here's your quote. Yeah. Okay. By the way, just so you know, you each just get seven. That's it. And there's a tiebreaker. So it's not going to go on okay. that long. All right. Skeleton. Yeah. Now that's quick, Joel. Have you always been this quick or is this something new? That's your quote from an 80s comedy. Can I have the can I have the quote again? Certainly. Now that's quick, Joel. Have you always been this quick or is this something new? Damn it. I I recognize it. Um, and it's I, I realized just now, and I was giving Falk unfair hints, so here's an unfair hint for you. I realized this is the second movie in a row featuring a character actor in a major supporting role. Same guy. Okay. That's not who says this, but he's in the movie. Okay, so that good. That... that really confuses me so thanks for that oh sorry uh, i mean i don't know what to do really good to help. really good extra hint there <laughs> <laughs> um damn it i recognize it but i can't i can't think uh, of the movie so give me the give me the movie title risky business risky business ah damn it okay so shit who is the uh Well, I mean, is that is that Tom Cruise? No, no. Unless he's talking to himself, Tom Cruise is Joel. Oh shit! Well, yeah, I I don't I don't know. So the the next hint you would get that you screwed up is Re- Rebecca DeMornay. So what's her character name? I have no idea. Lana. Lana. The answer is Lana. It's Lana. It's five. Uh, Falk has five. Skelton has nine. Stephen Falk. Uh, we're coming that to the That seems like I have too many. No, no. I've been keeping track. Like, I just tanked an entire one, so... No, I know, but you're still winning. Okay. Um, Falk, you ready? Yeah. Here's your quote. I was on the road to nowhere. Do you know the road? It's a nowhere road. It goes nowhere. You're on it. You don't know it. 
That's it. That's your quote. These get harder as they go along. Yeah, this one's hard. I don't. I don't. I don't know the movie. You want the hint? Yeah, sure. It's Lost in America. Oh shit! I should have known the that. The aforementioned can Lost. I, in can America. I hear? Can I hear it again? Certainly. I was on the road to nowhere. Do you know the road? It's nowhere road. It goes nowhere. You're on it. You don't know it. <sighs> is it Albert Brooks? Yes, it's Albert Brooks. That's one point. Can you name his the character? Michael. <laughs> so close. It was David. But very good. Very good what? shot. Uh, Skelton. We're done. These are the last... Wait, what's the name? Yeah, wait, what was the name? Oh, it froze up. oh sorry. Uh, it's uh, David Howard. Did you hear, did you hear David. that? David. David. The screenwriter really took a long time coming up with that name. It was hard. It was Albert Brooks. It was so. Albert Brooks. Yeah. He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care about his character's name. All right. So, Skelton, we're down to our last two, plus the tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, Skelton. Yes. You say you hate Washington's birthday or Thanksgiving and nobody cares, but you say you hate Christmas and people treat you like you're a leper. What comedy movie from the 80s is that from? From the and wh- 80s. Who's the actor or actress and who is the uh, character name? What is the character name? Can you can you name it? Say you hate Christmas and you're a leper. Give me the movie, movie title. The movie title is Gremlins. Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Fuck. I cannot remember. Okay, so what's my the second tier of hint? Phoebe Cates is the actress. Phoebe Cates, and now I have to say her yeah, character's g- name? Yeah, good luck with that. If you get this, I'm going <laughs> to... My top will blow. I wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, no. I, I have no idea. All right, it it is uh, Kate Barringer is the character's name. Oh, that's what Remember I was going to guess. Her, oh, really? Oh, sorry, yeah. I filled oh, you with bummer. insecurity. Too bad. Well, like her dad died coming down the chimney. Remember? All right, <clears throat> fault. You have a chance because yes. it's now six to nine. You have a chance to bring this down to a tiebreaker with this. Okay. You ready? Ah. Here's your quote. Does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? Does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? I'm 90% sure that's um, Judd Nelson as Bender in The Breakfast Club. Holy shit, dude. That's 100%. You guys are 9%. You guys are nine to nine, which brings us to the tiebreaker. Unbelievable. The tiebreaker is this. I am going to. Okay, but is it how wait. Yeah. Okay. Explain how to. All right. Here's how the tiebreaker works. It's very simple. I'm going to read a quote. 
It's the first person who says the name, and I know we have a weird delay, so it may come down to like an unfair thing that happens, but the first person who says the title of the movie that the quote is from is the winner. Now, I'm going to read one quote. I have three quotes lined up. I'm going to read one quote. If nobody knows what the hell is going on, I'm going to read another and then I'll and then I'll keep reading until somebody gets it. So the first person who says the name of this movie that these quotes are from is the winner of this game. You guys ready? Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready, Steve? Falk? Yeah. <laughs> There's a gentle <laughs> nod. Excellent. All right. Here we go. How do you like that? The guy gets laid more than I do alive. Weekend at Bernie's. Steve Skelton has won the game. Oh, I didn't know that was an 80s movie. I thought that was early 90s. 1989. Yeah. Here are my other quotes from it. Why don't we pretend he didn't die just for a bit? And what kind of host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? Those are the three quotes that I have. Well done, Scout. Scout is the winner. Form. By Scout Conform. I just heard by Dead Guy and I immediately thought of the only like comedy starring a dead guy. I yeah, I thought of it too. I thought of it too. I just I thought it was nineties, like a dumbass. I love that movie. <laughs> I love, uh, it's I love so it stupid. I love it. Yeah. I have the poster. You the people at home can't see, but Falk and Skelton can see. I have the poster. The Polish version. Of the poster. Yeah. Oh, those sad kids means it's time for the bottom five. And here are my bottom five most overrated comedies of all time. Don't at me. Ooh. Oh. Number one, Mrs. Doubtfire. Number two, Trainwreck. Number three, Team America World Police. Number four... (laughs) Meet the Parents, and number five, with a goddamn bullet, Silver Linings Playbook. Those are what I consider <laughs> the most overrated comedies of all time. But let's not go out Is on Silver that. Linings Playbook a comedy? Yeah, it's considered one. You know, really? like Spanking okay. the Monkey is. I mean, it's not really that funny, but, but it's also boring. Uh, moment of positivity. Let's not go out on a sad note. I'm going to leave you with a positive note. Hey, guys, Bill and Ted, they're coming back to face the music. And even though all the movie theaters might Bill be closed, Ted. they'll most likely put it on VOD. So we can do this. We can watch it together. We can have a, a film pigs <laughs> Uh, uh, virtual watch party of Bill and Ted's Face the Music. I really want to do this. I'm so excited about Bill and Ted Face the Music. Are you? Are you guys? Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, that's... that's uh, yeah, kind of. You don't, you don't have to be that excited. Uh, uh, before we... Uh, in this, I, I've got to say uh, thank you to Steve Falk and Steve Skelton for being uh, great friends oh. and partners in crime. You're welcome. And uh, also, most importantly, thank you to Adam Blau for the music that he's given us. And he's given me. Adam Blau. He's given, 
He's given all of us so much great music, and uh, I love Adam Blau. And, uh, and, and thank you to Alex Winters for getting Bill and Ted based the music on track. That's the guy. That's the driving <laughs> force. It's not Keanu. Keanu is helping, but Alex Winters, he's the guy. He's the guy. I am looking forward to it. I love this old MTV sketch show. Alex Winters? What was, yeah, wait, what was that called? I can't remember, but we, we wore the tape out at uh, NYU. I could quote yes. many Alex Winter bits. <laughs> Very funny.